Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Thanks for joining us this week to discuss the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode number four of season two. Face my enemy. Yeah, that's what it's called. I think I think they need to like add punctuation to make it that dramatic <laughs> when you look at it on the internet. It's it, it was a pretty dramatic episode. Yeah, who's facing their enemy? Everybody. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll let's, let's go to news first. I, I feel like uh, I feel like, I don't feel like anyone's really facing their enemy except for maybe May. Nah, it's where the the number two and number one of opposing organizations meet for the first time. I guess that's true. Yep. I guess that's true. Well, actually, no. I'd say it's number twos. Because no, like I don't know. Whitehall's the like the fury of this. <laughs> No, I'm saying, like, it was number two because May was number two and the principal's number two and they faced off, sort of. And then he ran away and then Coulson shot mm. him. I would say that um, Agent 33 <clears throat> is kind of analogous to May and Coulson is sort of analogous to the principal, which we really should learn his name. Probably. Um, probably just as a, as good podcasters. Nah. But we're not those, so. We're, we're not good podcasters at all. Anyway. I don't know why people download We're going to get into the episode more in more detail soon, but uh, first let's talk about some news this week. Oh, yeah. News things. News and Marvel news. News smash. Yeah. There's some, there's a lot. There's a lot of really big news this week. Yeah. I feel like there really was. Like, there is a substantial amount of news. Like, for instance, the uh, the Russos, Joe and Anthony, that directed Captain America the Winter Soldier, are uh, rumored to direct Avengers 3 and 4. Apparently, they're the favorites of Marvel, and Kevin Feige likes them the most to take the reins from Joss Whedon. Hmm. Which, uh, Wait, where is that big. rumor coming from? Is that do we do we know? Do we know if it's, that's uh, like how substantiated that is? Okay, I've I've heard. Um, I think other, it was Variety that actually posted. I previously that. heard rumors that James Gunn was rumored to direct the. I mean, it's the, the internet, three. man. There's rumors of everything. There was rumor that Keanu Reeves was in talks to be uh, Doctor yeah. Strange, and no, he said he said he hadn't. That was not the case. <laughs> Anyway, he's yeah, open think, to it, but I'm, please not. Well, so we don't really know. It's a rumor. It's not really even. Yeah, it's necessarily it's, the news. But we could talk about it. Like, who would you want to see a direct Avengers three and four? Well, if they're following what the other news has said that they're going to be following, mm-hmm. I think they would be a good pick. Yeah, that's true. That's they true. would be a really good pick. That's true. Because it's going to be like, dark and let's dirty. just go ahead and talk about it. Uh, we, we, there's a, there's other news saying that. Uh, and this is this is, seems pretty substantiated um, that Russell, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, ha, is going to be in Captain America three, and yep. it's going to start the Civil War storyline. Yep. Which I know you're super excited about. Oh this. my god, it's so good. Yeah, I'm excited just because putting the two of them. And it, it, for those of you who don't know, the Civil War storyline has some um, spoiler alert. I guess light spoiler alert for the yeah. comic books. Uh, in the Civil War storyline, uh, Captain America and Iron Man are on opposite sides. Per They're kind of the leader yeah. of the opposite, opposite position. I just think that's interesting because we've, if, 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 if <laughs> it'd just be interesting to see them put Robert Downey Jr. in the movie as Iron Man 
as the antagonist. Yeah. Of the of the Captain America movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's they, exciting. They've talked about how they didn't Robert Engineers talked about how he didn't want to make keep making the movies unless they had somewhere to go with them, some like interesting somewhere interesting to go with the character. And going to make him a bad guy almost sounds like a really interesting way to go. It really is. And see, I don't know, like are they gonna have Captain America movie where he seems like the bad guy and then cut to an, an Iron Man movie the next year where he sees the good guy and Captain America's the bad you know what I mean? Like I think what we're gonna have is just like like what you asked for, a civil war st- like a civil war trilogy kind of thing. It's just they put a name before it that's just like whoever Whichever one we decide to tell the story viewpoint from, yeah, is is this one this week? I think that sounds amazing. Kind of the same way that they did it in comics. You know, it's like this is the same story, but it's separated into these different. Yeah, like in the next the next story or the next story arc part is in you know Iron Man number thirty eight or whatever. Yeah, coming out next week, and then from there it goes to like Young Avengers, and you know just goes yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the place like that, which. Which sounds awesome and incredibly, incredibly uh, adventurous of Marvel. It to really like, is. To, to break, they, they've kind of established a wonderful model with Avengers where they had just a bunch of um, a bunch of movies that work on their own and then one movie that ties in, ties them all together with Avengers. And now they're doing, they're, it sounds like they're going to do a thing where every movie this season, this this next phase is going to just tie together and weave in and out of each other. Which... Well, I mean, it makes sense because they've established that they're all in the same universe and yeah. it can work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they don't have to lead up to it anymore. They just do it. Yeah. No, like, the only lead up that they're going to have to do now is like other characters leading into it. Like, you know, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, etc. Yeah. If they, if they even Marvel. have to do that. Right. You know? <laughs> like, this, apparently the... Um, I think we talked about it before. The Doctor Strange movie is not going to be an origin movie. Yeah, which is interesting. So, like, he's just going to show up. Huh. He's just going to be there. He's just going to have his his piece to say in it. And they're just going to be like, Stephen Strange, what are you doing here? Everybody's going to be like, who's Stephen Strange? There's just going to be a known quantity already, which is, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> what I want to know is how does this fit into Thanos? Could <sighs> we all hard. have been... I mean, and I, I've been saying it for a while that it might be something different. Um, or they might have, have different ideas for Avengers 3, but everyone's been saying for a long time we've been like pointing to Avengers 3 being the Thanos story. Yeah. Um, but if they're starting with Civil War, um, and that looks like that's Phase 3, I doubt they're going to squeeze Thanos into the Civil War story. They might be saving him. I know, which... Uh, that puts him off for a long... That's a lot of build-up. It's a lot of build-up. But that could be amazing. They wait for Avengers 4 or 5 to uh, to, to bring Thanos, and they've had they've literally been building it since the first Iron Man movie. <laughs> like, at least, at least the first uh, Thor movie with the Tesseract. Yeah. Yeah. So they've just been building this, this Infinity Stone storyline for so long already. Um, and so, well, they still have to introduce what three more. Yeah. And and, and I've, I've, I've been saying for a while, it seems like they're going really slow and it, it seems like they'd be almost rushing it to get in, in get enough of them in by Avengers three. Yeah. And, uh, so it's I'm like thinking, they'd have to introduce all three at the same time or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or well, hold on. What the Tesseract, the Aether, I'm sorry, the Aether, um, 
the one that was in the the ball that the Guardians have, mm-hmm. and then Loki's staff. So they only need two more. If Loki's staff is one, technically in the canon, they said that Loki's staff was powered by the Tesseract. True. So technically we only have well, What three. if they power each other, like the stones or, do? Or you could say that they misunderstood because it has the same sort of power. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would assume. But it... But it, but it that's just really trying to make Loki's staff fit. That's if they want to make Loki's staff fit. If they don't want that to be the case, we've only got three, and we've got three more to find. Okay, so we've got two to three more to find over uh-huh. the course of the next Which, bunch of movies. I'm, doubt, I'm doubtful that Age of Ultron is gonna gonna touch on that. Yeah, um, Ant Man might. Doctor Strange might. Ant Man could. Doctor if Strange Cat Three well is about Civil War, it's probably not going to. Doctor Strange could very well, because um, he was he's in the Illuminati, mm-hmm. and he's he holds one of them after they split it up. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that. Okay, but uh, we'll we'll talk about it in, spoil- <laughs> in, in the in the comic spoilers if we want to. Um, <clears throat> but I but I think that uh, there's just I just I, with this news that Civil War may be what Phase Three is focusing on. It's huge. It's huge, and it changes the landscape completely. Um, we've talked about they might do a Civil War storyline one day, but I, I'm, I'm surprised it would be so soon. And I'm really, really proud of Marvel for going out and just attempting to do something so different. We'll talk more about um, what happens in Civil War once in, in the Super Secret Spoiler. So we'll save some of that. But I just I think it's interesting, just from a more general perspective, uh, I don't know, just, just seeing enemies face off with one another is something we haven't... Seeing good guys face off with one another for an entire like series of films is, yeah. is something we haven't seen. Like, we saw them nipping at each other's heels a little bit or just kind of getting at each other, you know, sure. getting under each other's skin in the Avengers. Almost every, like, almost every um, uh, superhero movie team-up starts with like, hey, look, they're fighting each other, and then they... Learn to love yeah, each other. That's always how it has. They always have to fight to like recognize each other's strengths, mm-hmm. and then they can team up. That's yeah, always how it happens. It happens a lot. And uh, but but to to have a series of films where they're actually a, have opposing viewpoints and they're after different things and they're fighting one another is is pretty intense. That's why it wasn't a critically acclaimed. Poss- I, I don't know if it award, won awards, but it was a critically acclaimed uh, story. Civil mm-hmm. War was. And, and also, and we'll go ahead and talk about this piece of news, um, uh, a big part of Civil War is Spider-Man, apparently. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that has led to even he's, more... He's talked, a little integral. Uh, yeah, so we talked about last week, the storyline. This is... Last week I, I said I don't like the idea of a team-up with Sony unless they're just going to give up the rights. Yeah. Uh, I might be changing my tune on that a little bit. <laughs> is that because... Spidey's a big part. Well, yeah. Well, last week what I said was that I hated the idea of them like teaming up with Sony and then just splitting off because it just felt like a money grab. Yeah. And I said the only reason that could make sense is if there was a part of the story that they really wanted to tell that Spider-Man was important for. Mm-hmm. And I think that we might we might we have might that have with that. The Civil War. Yeah. Um it, it it won't feel like a money grab if they bring him in for Civil War, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like they... The two studios have kind of come to an agreement of, like, the fans need this to happen. Like, mm. this is for the fans. This We're not... 
we need to settle our differences and do this for the fans because this is going to be huge. Yeah, it really would be bringing Spider-Man into that into that storyline. It almost makes it worth it for me legitimizing the Sony universe. Almost. Almost. <laughs> I'm still really, really hesitant because I just think I'm scared to death they're going to ruin a great thing by bringing in the bringing in the uh, Sony universe. <laughs> they're going to ruin it by letting Spidey in. Not so much Spidey. <laughs> Why would you let him in here? I'm really worried about all the Gross. other all the other movies that are going to make get make after this. Yeah. All the other Spider spin-offs and you know villain spin-offs or whatever. Well, I mean, Venom Carnage is supposed to be functionally dead. I heard I according heard that. to another yep. article. So we got we got that's another piece of news we have. Um, and that's, uh, that's, I, I don't know, probably good news, especially if, I just hope all of the Sony stuff falls apart so that they just give up. <laughs> I want them to give up and just come under, I feel like under they're, the umbrella they're trying Marvel. way too hard. I feel like everybody's trying way mm-hmm. too hard to emulate Marvel, mm-hmm. like DC included, like Sony's doing it wrong. Fox is doing it wrong. DC's doing it wrong. Like, everybody's doing it wrong trying to emulate See, Marvel. I think that all of the other Marvel properties, well, the, the Sony stuff and the Fox stuff, is trying really hard to be like Marvel, or to, to be like Marvel. And DC is the only one that really should be trying to be like Marvel, and they're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're not creating... So, okay, they're, they're sort of creating... They're trying to create a shared universe, but they're doing it all at once. Well... Like, they led up to it with the, the Dark Knight trilogy and Superman, like the Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I don't but know, the, like, man, the, I mean, the Dark Knight trilogy isn't a, isn't part of it, though. It's, it's supposed to be. No. Is no. it not? Is it separate? The Nolan verse is separate. What? Yeah. So, Man of, Steel, man of Steel was the first movie of their shared universe. Oh and then God. they're going to make Batman versus Superman, which is the first time of a new Batman. It's a new... It's a new a new universe is being created. Just like DC to For make Batman. 15 universes when they don't need that many. Uh-huh. And, and on top of that, all of their TV universes are not considered canon within that. Oh, my God. So they've got Flash. They've got two, three pretty solid DC television series right now. They've got Flash, Arrow, and Gotham. And Gotham's been really good. Uh, the other two are good. The other two are good. Arrow's been good. Flash has been good. But Gotham, I think, has been particularly good. Arrow's been slow to start for me. Like, I'm still not through the first season of it. I would say the second season gets good. Yeah. I, I liked it all the way through. I, I marathoned on it and liked the whole thing. But I do think that season two picks up. Um, but Gotham is almost, like, critically acclaimed kind of good. Like, yeah. it's, it's Arrow, and, Arrow and Flash still seem kind of cheap. Yeah. Just the cinematography and everything just seems like I feel like I'm watching a kids show a little feel, bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I watch Arrow, I feel like yes, this is a show that was on the CW. Yeah, exactly. It's yep. a CW television show. Um Gotham feels like it almost feels like it, it it has a certain grittiness to it. You know, last week we were talking about having ugly people in a television show. <laughs> uh Gotham's full of ugly people. Um Yeah, it's it, it, Gotham. Re- it really is. Um, it's they don't go for the whole over polished thing. It really feels like Gotham. Yeah, uh, the streets feel like Gotham. It just it it looks gritty and cool. And um, I'm I've been impressed with it so far. Have you have you been following it? I haven't watched it at all. It's it's uh, probably one of the better um, 
one of the better comic book television series I've seen. Huh. I mean, it's only four episodes in, so we'll see where it goes. Right. And I, and I definitely have my problems with it. But one of the major problems with it is it's not canon with all the other DC <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like, it's so good, but you don't count. Yeah. And I just love... Not that something can't be good to survive on its own, but if you've got this wonderful resource of a shared universe with all these DC characters, use it like Marvel is using it. And they're not. And then the only the people, and also DC's not learning from Marvel in their uh, use of comedy and use of levity, like yeah. we've talked about in the past. The the DC movies, like especially the Warner Brothers movies and the and the Nolan verse, especially I guess since it's a Nolan verse by itself now, mm-hmm. like they've been very dark for yeah. like no reason. There's no reason to be that dark. Yeah, it's 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 unnecessary. They're like, just taking themselves a lot more seriously than Marvel. Well, like the Nolan is. ones were even darker and grittier than Tim Burton, and Tim Burton's was like it was pretty dark. You know, Batman and Batman Returns. That like there was a there was an yeah. article where Michael Keaton <laughs> was talking about. Kind of, they kind of were. I've seen them really pretty recently. Yeah, and they're kind of dark. When you compare them to the well, they're Nolan kind of verse, dark. whatever, they're also really campy and really silly. Yeah, they're campy and goofy because they're comic book movies. Yeah, but they don't have to be the, that level of camp. That's fair. Um, was, not not that when you know for their time they were wonderful. Yeah, but like we're talking about movies that came out in like the late eighties, early nineties. Everything yeah. was campy then. Well, everything everything comic book related was very fair. You know, very very campy. Um, we didn't. We didn't have the. They didn't make those. They didn't make these movies for adults back then. Yeah, we were kids, and now we've grown up, and we we still want our Batman movies. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to. They're trying to figure out how to make a Batman movie for us. You know. Yeah. Kids who watched the 1988 Batman, and and you know, and when we were five or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. And now we're grown up. And we're like we want that. We want that Fuck. same story, <laughs> but make it more serious and. Uh, but I don't know. I still I remember that one being fairly serious. Like, it is. Those it is too. Especially we're fairly serious. Oh, they're definitely more um, dark and gritty than the following two. Oh yeah, Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah. Schumacher the shoe the shoe mockeries. God, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like that's why Keaton left. Like he in that article he talked about like the the studio was just like those were great do they have to be so dark and he's like are do you even know the character at all Mm. like are we talking about the same batman and they were like no we gotta do like we gotta do it lighter it's a comic book movie like instead of it being like a dark character in a comic book it's it's a comic book movie yeah and so he was just like "Mm, no i'm not gonna no not if it's going to be like that. No, I can't and convince you guys to. No, they went too far that way. Yeah, and now they're gone. I feel like they've swung back There's the too other much way. Neon. I feel like DC. Everything they do is an extreme. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's it, it's everything they do is a reaction to a problem they've had. Yeah, they're not like they're not giving creative people the freedom to make the movies they want. They're like. Ooh, that movie was too dark. We need to make a lighter movie. Ooh, that movie was too light. 
uh, let's make all of our movies dark. Let's pick only people that are going to make us dark movies. Yeah. Um, instead of like, hey, let's give someone with a creative vision a chance to make something creative, you know? Let's see if there's somebody that can do something right. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the risk that Marvel took with Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn, which I know we always go back to. Uh, because, I mean, it's what was made us start this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it was so good we had to start talking about it every week. Um, but uh, the risk they took with that, giving a director a chance to make the movie he wanted to make that's so much different than any other superhero movie out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had a vision, they let him make his vision. And I'm sure they had some control over it, of course. We know they, we know they to some degree, have to exercise a level of control yeah, it's product. understandable. Like it's it's a good idea to have some level of control over the product that you license out and let people like work on. Mm-hmm. But like as long as that person shares like your creative vision or kind of has the same idea as you mm-hmm. and you guys like each other's idea of that, like that can work. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, seems it did. Like, it seems like they don't even care if they match up with the creative vision. They just have to tick off these boxes. Like they have to be. <laughs> Let's just go through the checklist. Are they dark? Yes. Are no, they no. Tim Burton? Uh huh. Okay, let's use the same writers and directors we've been using uh, and just tell them what kind of movie we need so that it fulfills the requirements. Um, the same writer that's writing, that wrote a lot of the Batman movies and wrote Man of Steel is writing this new movie. Oh, God. And I didn't, I just don't like his writing. I just don't, I, I just haven't enjoyed those movies and I feel like they're going in the wrong direction. They're just continuing down the road. So, anyway. I mean, they're still making money. And yeah. that's why they're going to keep doing it, unfortunately. But I'm just hoping that Marvel can show them the way by making so much more money. But the problem is, <laughs> then they're just going to move toward Marvel, but they're going to do it poorly. It's, it's like, you can't follow a trend. You have to get out in front of a trend. You know, you have to yeah. create something that people can get behind, not just get behind the latest thing that's popular, you know? Yeah. Which feels like what DC does. Um, anyway, uh, so... Any other pieces of news you want to talk about? Um, yeah, there are. Uh, there's uh, there's new stuff out of NYCC coming out. Um, mm. That is basically pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, there's pictures up of Charlie Cox's Daredevil, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock. There's like his first costume has been posted online. Um, and it's all like the the costume is straight out of Man Without Fear, the the Frank Miller like quintessential Daredevil origin story. Yeah, I've, I've always heard that that's the thing. If you're gonna read some Daredevil, that's the one. Yeah, if you're gonna read Daredevil at all, that is the comic to read, and it looks so good. Like his costume now, even if it's like you know he's in sweatpants and he's got a bandana wrapped around his face, like. 
even then, that's so good. It looks so good. And mm. it's going to move on to being so much better. And it's, oh, I'm so excited about that. Because, like, he looks great in the in the part. Like, he looks like he fits the part. And he's not that, like, he's not that well-known from what I understand. Like, I haven't seen him in a whole lot of stuff. I saw him in Stardust, which is where I know him from. But oh, was he the main character? Yeah, he was the main character oh, I in liked Stardust. Him. I, I liked, liked him, in that. him in that. Yeah, yeah like, a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that movie was really, really surprisingly good. It really was. It's. I went back and rewatched it recently mm-hmm. because I was like, "Oh yeah, Charlie Cox is in this. I'm gonna go watch this. It's campy as hell. Oh yeah, it's cheesy sure. as hell. But I don't mind. There's a but certain, it's so good. You know, we talked about comic book movies. It's and like how they knew it. People have different views of what comic book movies can be. Yeah. Um. I think that in general, the reason comic book movies can be all over the place is because they're not a certain type of story. They're a certain type of medium. Yeah. Uh, But when it comes to that movie in particular, that's a fairy tale. And those are like straight up camp. Like, and that's fine. (laughs) And I love that they just kind of addressed it as like, all right, this is going to be really campy and really cheesy. Yeah. It reminded um, me a lot of uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It has the same sort of feel. Which is hard to recapture. Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies. It's a lot of people's favorite movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's up there. It's up there. It's, it's certainly up there. Um, I guess more uh, more news out of... I don't know. That NYCC? I don't know that this was NYCC, but um, Marvel's announced the 75-year anniversary of their stuff is going to be like kind of recapped and... and um, encapsulated in a TV special that they're calling from pulp to pop exclamation mark. And it's going to be hosted by, uh, I believe her name is Emily Van Camp. The, yeah. uh, the lady who is agent 13 and captain America, the winter soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, that is a Tuesday. Yeah. It's a Tuesday. It's November 4th. November 4th. It says. So is that going to replace our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That one night? That is going to take the place of our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, episode no. that night. I know. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? Well, I guess we'll probably talk about that special. That seems like um, a thing. <laughs> uh, we'll probably talk about that special, but also we may, uh, may want to watch something that week and discuss it. Yeah, we might go back on a movie. You never know. Yeah, you never know with us here at the MCU cast. <laughs> We're crazy. <laughs> We're all over the place. <laughs> hey, you remember how all over the place we were in the beginning talking about Guardians? Let's talk about Guardians again. Yeah, I know yeah, everybody's talking about Guardians all the time, right? So that's the thing to talk about. I'm sorry. I re- like every time I find good Guardians news, I'm just like, God, I bet everybody's so tired of hearing us say the words Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy. Hopefully not. Hopefully everyone so, else that's listening to this podcast is on board with us. If you're tired of hearing Guardians of the Galaxy, how about we just call it the Interplanetary Unusual Attack Team, <laughs> which is what their name in China is. Yep, the Interplanetary Unusual Attack Team. <laughs> which is a great name, but even though it's got a weird name, it had a record-breaking opening in China. Uh, 26.6 million over the weekend. What kind of record did that break? Uh, best October opening ever. Really? Yep. Great. That's it. Got the best uh, August opening here. Yeah. Got best October opening in China ever. Got best August opening here. It's it's looking like it's going to be the movie of the year. Yeah. I well, hope... right now, Age of Extinction still is out in front I know, of it by, by a, lot. a lot. By a significant I was margin. hoping that China could save it, but I, it, 26 million doesn't look like it's going to be enough. We need to find the numbers on what Transformers did in its opening weekend in China. 
I'm sure that's possible. I know it did 300 million total run. Yeah. And so if 26 million, and if, if numbers hold like they normally do, um, we're probably not going to break 100 in China. Eh. Uh, it's, it may get close, but that, it'd have to do really well to break 100 in China after it opened at 26. And so, I don't know, breaking 300 is, is a far cry away. I don't know. I guess... It needs to grow like a virus in China. Like everybody needs to tell, you know, their six closest family members. Yeah. Which, you know, it's pretty easy because there's a lot of people there. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, that's true. It's the there most populous country. That's true. I was just going with statistics. <laughs> I wasn't going with any kind of offensive thing. Good. <laughs> which is odd for me, I know. <laughs> Okay, uh, really, the the last bit of news that, that I've got that I've been, um, I've had the pleasure of finding in my inbox is that Mr. Dave Bautista uh, has found other work. You know, like this is this this thing that he did as Drax the Destroyer has opened up other avenues for him. Uh, it's not that he's just going to leave, but that he's been cast in the twenty fourth Bond movie that's coming up as Henchman Hinks which is supposed to be a really incredibly physically fit person for the job, which he is. And it's supposed to be a big, imposing bad guy similar to uh, Jaws and... Or no, not Jaws. Uh, Lockjaw was his name, I believe. No, Oddjob. Oddjob and Jaws. Um, but big, imposing dude like that with... Uh, and I saw in the article it said that there was also a driving scene... For him to do so that's going to be a thing and um with the amount of action that the the recent bond movies have had like what he's going to have to do with that is going to be great because mm-hmm. they've had a whole lot of like brutal action which um in the article that i was reading talking about the opening or the the, the footage from daredevil that was at nycc that style of like gritty hard dirty fighting like just born identity just smashing faces in with yeah. books like that kind of stuff is what happens in daredevil oh nice well we talked about that a lot with uh our rewatch yeah uh how, how some of the agents of shield fighting is that way yeah so that's neat yeah that's really they're, cool they're going with that in daredevil apparently as well cool and that's that's really it for the news that i've got great if you've heard anything you know let me know yeah if you guys if we're if we're not covering anything and you guys think we should please let us know uh, tell us how bad job Jeff's doing. Just joking. Jeff does a so wonderful mean. job bringing the news. Bringing the news. Woo! I bring the party and the news. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Every week, I, he walks in my house to record the podcast, and suddenly I'm drinking and jumping on a stripper pole. It's really quite inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Much like most of my life. All right, well, uh, you want to discuss this episode? <laughs> I guess we can discuss this episode. <clears throat> so, well, uh, all right, well, uh, we got a spoiler. Spoilers are about to start for this this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode four, Face My Enemy. Uh, so, episode spoilers starting in three, two, one. Talbot's Hydra! No, he's not. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, they totally did not fool me with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
They, I was like, I was like, anybody. he's either, he's either, uh, he's, he's either brainwashed, brainwashed, or it's a shapeshifter, shapeshifter, or a really or good costume, a really good costume. I said those three things, and then the next <laughs> scene, it was like, costume. All right, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, he's not angry enough. That's yeah. not Talbot. He's smiling too much. Yeah, he he just was acting too calm. What really set, what was really made it obvious was when he. Was ta- he talking to um, Whitehall, and he says, um, "Are you are you familiar with these two? And he sends the picture or whatever. Yeah, and I, and I was like, "That seems like he's acting like he doesn't know who they are." Yeah, do you know that, who these guys are? Because I don't. He I hope said you do. He said it in such a way that was that could have been Talbot being like, "Look familiar," like being silly or yeah. But that's not he's Talbot's not character. Silly. So I guess we should probably start from the beginning here. Um, so it starts uh, on this scene in this Miami church where they find a uh, after the church burns down or has a big fire. Yeah, like the bishop a, comes walking in and the the uh, clergyman there is just like, look, there's this painting that survived the fire. It's the only thing that survived, and it's completely the miracle painting. The painting must be a miracle painting. It's the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. But then they flip it over and we see. The symbols. The symbols. The, the alien writing. The scrawling, if you will. <laughs> scrawling? S C R A W L. Oh, sorry, sorry. Like the writing. I heard scroll. Um, the, the scrolling. Like the painting just shifts up constantly. You have to grab it and push it down. It's like a old typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so they find this painting and. Uh, and it just sure quickly hits the uh, hits the news, I guess, somehow, so that uh, our team is looking for it, as well as uh, other other interested parties. So um, it just cuts. I like how they they just kind of jump into the action here. They don't really. Uh, <laughs> last week we talked about how uh, oh they saw it on the news that Donnie had frozen the thing and now they know where they need to go and yep. this week they didn't even worry about that they just like cut directly from church fire uh, painting writing and then they just show them on the op looking for it you know well I mean there was the one beach scene where it's like we gotta get something to get in there okay we yeah. got it now we're in that's what I mean that's the <laughs> op though they're on the op on an op to get the tickets so they can go to this this thing you know yeah and that doesn't take long no and that's that, that then they're right on the actual the, the op, real the op. <laughs> the, yeah the last the rest of the episode um which uh i liked uh <laughs> i liked all the stuff with hunter hitting on the lady uh and sky making fun of hunter i definitely see i feel like they're gonna go somewhere with the sky and hunter thing uh, maybe i mean she's been hurt so <laughs> i don't and know he's just one to take care of that vulnerability <laughs> She needs a big man to protect her. Big arms. I don't know. Um, well, is she going for Mac? Maybe. Mac looked good in that suit in this episode. He really did. Looked real good in that like, suit. Like, I felt uncomfortable with how great he looked in his suit. <laughs> like, I'm so used to seeing him in, like, rolled up flannel crap. And he's like, yeah. I'm a mechanic and I have greasy hands. So clearly I'm wiping them off because they're the grease from the I don't know where they stuff. got that actor, but he looks like he's straight out of a comic book. He really does. He's, he's just so big, so big, so imposing. His like features are so like chiseled. He's just like, yep. I, I, I like that. I like that actor a lot. I like the, I like the look of Mac. Yeah. 
Um, Not just that, but like he's a great character, mm-hmm. and he portrays that character well. Yeah, I really liked him. Um, him asking Coulson if he could work, or like not even asking. It's obviously been an, been a conversation. Oh yeah, private. it's been talked about. It's obviously <laughs> like they've been talking about it a while that uh, he wants to. Uh, he wants to see under the hood to work on Lola. <laughs> He, he just he wants to get on the inside a little bit. That's all. I'm more uncomfortable now. <laughs> um, and he what? He drops him off. You you like the car? Yeah, I restored it myself. Still not touching Lola. Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll get just, there. I'm wearing you down. I'm wearing you down. <laughs> you'll show you all. Show you all my classic car collection, <laughs> and then maybe you'll give it up. <laughs> you'll cave. Don't you worry. I'll get you some drinks. Oh, you want you want a vodka and cranberry? I got you. <laughs> we talked uh, we talked last week, or we talked in a few episodes about how they do a good job in this show of pairing off different different character groupings to see how they work together. Yeah. Um, I really this I mean this this has been done a few times now. The May and Coulson team up um, because of their history. Um, yeah, but I I really liked this this episode the way they worked they worked together and they had so much history and so many fun jokes and um yeah just really really I kind of I kind of feel like they weren't ever like in preceding episodes they weren't together and working together this much though yeah no I agree like, there's never been this, this a... amount of of building with them yeah and and you know it, I I'm just now realizing that uh Sky had so much. So I had a point that she wanted to help, you know, and and uh, he told her no. And now I think that Coulson was trying to get May alone so that he could have that conversation with her. Well, yeah, that's obviously um, what was happening there. Yeah. He's like, I'm not just turning off the comms because it's safer. It's because I want to talk to you about the plan. And she's yeah. like, shut up. Not, We're on an op. We're not talking about the plan. There is um, no plan. Yeah. But she has a plan. She has a plan. She has Even a if plan. It is a bad one. Um, man, that that last scene. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but that Save last scene was intense and weird. <laughs> it was intense and weird. What do you think of May in a fancy dress uh, dancing? Dude, she was hot. Yeah, she was. I appreciated what they did for the fan service <laughs> on that one. I'm gonna be honest. Like, yeah, she's, I hate she's to sound lady. like a pig and all that, but like. She's very. That's a very attractive woman. Like, <laughs> I don't think that sounds like a pig. I mean, I'm trying to class it up a little bit, but like, that's a very. This attractive is a translation lady. happening between my brain and my mouth right now. <laughs> yeah, I've got filter fully engaged. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's a very attractive lady, and she pulls off the dress quite well. Yeah, that she was pulls very, off the classy look. She's very classy. Well, yeah. sort of classy. It was almost like J Lo classy. That thing was cut pretty high and pretty low <laughs> her uh i think that was part of the her uh, legs were almost completely it was like a mini skirt with why you the way it was cut I'm, I'm not upset about it <laughs> at all i'm just saying you said, no, i think that was part of the uh part of the cover though is so that, oh yeah like, she, she was could supposed drop to be everybody's this. guard because it, what did it what did the guy say he asked um oh is this your husband and she said we're modern yeah we're very modern <laughs> Like, oh, wow. That's an interesting cover. A polygamous, uh, not polygamous. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Polyamorous. Yeah, polyamorous. Swingers. Just go with it. Mm-hmm. Just go with the layman's terms. 
cool. Swingers it is. <laughs> so mangles are swinging through this party. <laughs> and they happen upon Talbot. And they decide no more swinging. <laughs> Just can't handle those mustache rides. <laughs> Have you seen that thing? What thing? That mustache on his face. Oh, oh right. That lip caterpillar he's got rolling. <laughs> We can't do it. We can't do it. Abort mission. Abort that mission. Mustache is angry. Like he's you got heard so much rage. One of the other podcasts uh, <laughs> I heard uh, talking about. Apparently, they started a Talbot's mustache Twitter. <laughs> it's one of the Shield casts. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's real funny. I'm gonna so have to read. I can't everything. remember which Shield cast that was. I'm, I want to say it was. It's all connected. So good job, guys. That was really funny. That was great. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but apparently there's like a few of them kicking around. There's like, a, uh, oh gosh, Simmons eyebrows or something. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't really been following it. I just heard them talking about it on the cast. Why Simmons eyebrows? She's got kind of intense eyebrows. Nah. She's a pretty lady. They're perfectly sculpted, <laughs> which is intimidating mm-hmm. a little bit, I guess. There's too many. It's... <sighs> S.H.I.E.L.D. falls prey to that whole, like, everybody's gotta be pretty thing, because, like, every female on the show is incredibly attractive. Oh, yeah. No, oh. yeah, we've talked about this. We've talked about this at length last week. I think it was just last <laughs> Ad week. Ad nauseum. And, and it's true. Uh, everyone is incredibly attractive on this show. <laughs> I was pretty hopeful when they showed a guy that just had dripping hands, but <laughs> even he'll end up looking pretty good. <laughs> Especially as being as old as he is. Like, he's oh, aged yeah. well. You know, oh, he's, yeah. he's like Sean Connery. Pretty guy. <laughs> anyway, so Mangholz are swinging through this party. They plan to swing their way to get this painting. Uh, but then they see Talbot and decide they can't do it. They just, they can't go that far for the cause. <laughs> it was No, they said they have to accelerate, so they have to swing faster and harder. <laughs> swing. <laughs> um... <laughs> The look of disdain you just had was so worth everything. Faster and harder. I, don't know. I just can't. I just can't get behind that. Um. So, uh, T- Talbot and uh, Colson have a conversation that seemed a little stilted and weird. Yeah, because Talbot was too not angry. Yeah, he wasn't Talbot enough. <laughs> he was so not Talbot, and like, it was either. Because, like, they addressed it when, when Colson was like, well, this is weird. How many drinks have you had? And he's like, one too many. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, does he just get all lovey-dovey when he's drunk or something? Has he had too many? Because the way I... I know that Colson wants to make a connection with Talbot so that yeah. Talbot doesn't chase him. But I still don't get the sense that Talbot has made that decision. No, no. Talbot is still after them. Talbot is still, like, really mean. Yeah, so I, so that was a little strange, and so I, I knew something was up, and I, I I pretty much called that it was a that it was something, some sort of disguise, um, when it went to commercial break. Uh, but but the big the big the big uh, misdirect is that Talbot is Hydra because Talbot is talking to Whitehall. Yeah, yeah, and we already know that Talbot has some sort of sinister. It's uh, has Talbot in his pocket trying to get uh deep pockets. Yeah, in his deep pockets. Um. So it's trying to collect shield, basically all of it. So it was, I guess it was conceivable that Talbot could be Hydra, but I don't. Th- I think Talbot's just a. I think Talbot's just a really 
really good puppet. Yeah. Like yeah. a really strong puppet. I think so too. I think so too. Um, so they try to make a deal with Talbot, uh, f- f- uh, and uh, they they uh, goes right along with it. Yep, Talbot's like sure. Talbot already has the painting, and they want to make a deal with him. Um, and he just goes. He's like, yeah, sure, let's make a deal. And it's just this. It just is not Talbot so far. Um, well, I thought after like after they revealed that the U.S. government had purchased the painting, that Talbot was just being a smug bastard. It's like, yeah, no, we'll make a deal. Yeah. You just stay right there. We'll make a deal. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good. And so <laughs> this this arouses suspicion because he's never that easy. Yeah. And May goes in uh, to check and see what's going on, and she gets attacked. Uh, and it and and she discovers that Talbot is not Talbot. Ah. Talbot is the principal, for lack of a better word, uh, Mister Don't Run in the Hallways himself. Uh, <laughs> He is uh, from 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 these last few episodes, um, and he he's the main Hydra contact that we've seen so far this season, and he is the one that is masquerading as Talbot. Literally, yeah. It's not like he's just you know on the internet stealing his no, identity. No, no, no. Like he's, he put he's on Adam, his face. At, he's at a ball with a Talbot face on. Yeah, he's he's put on a Talbot face. He didn't even have to cut it off. Greg's guys are gonna clear up, put on a Talbot face. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, Why does this happen in my life? I love it. <laughs> um, so then uh, Do you really think that the stuff that happened in between that was 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 important? Because like they infiltrate the thing, they get into the basement, they find that there's no painting, then the thing comes up that's like, oh yeah, the government bought the painting, and then they, like, somehow escape. Like, all of that just seemed like a really quick segue. Like, let's get the story on, because that's not the story that we want to tell. Yeah, which, you know, get get through it if, if you... Uh, it just seemed like they got through it too fast, though. You think? I don't know. This, I, I we talked like... about it a little bit before the cast, but this episode definitely... Uh, didn't feel as integral as the last three. I still think I still contend that it's 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 fine. You felt a little differently. You felt like it was a little bit of a throwaway episode. It was a little bit of a throwaway episode, but you know, most it like it wasn't integral to the big story as far as I've seen. Yeah, well, we don't know what that so. painting is going to do though. I know that's that's why I say as far as we've seen, but like right now, from what I've got, it just doesn't seem like this episode was that important. I mean, it was great for character development and building the relationships on the, you know, on the team. I feel like it was a very similar episode to what we had with the, uh, First the obelisk. I mean, in a way, you've got this artifact that has some sort of knowledge of, that is is a piece of this story, and you've got the government, Hydra, and Shield all vying for it. Or at least we think the government. Yeah. And then one team ends up with it, you know, and I think that. Um, it's inter- it's it's interesting they went a different way, uh, but I think part of the reason it just doesn't feel as important is because the object itself I don't feel like was given as much weight. But maybe that's maybe that's a misdirect. Maybe there is more weight to that object. Yeah, maybe that we'll that we'll get in the future. Well, like not only that, but like it's a painting. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's not as writing. Like it doesn't do anything that we so know. Far. That we know. It, it was. It didn't burn, which is pretty yeah. interesting. He picked it up and he was fine. So like that's okay. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. It didn't. It didn't make we make him lose his arm. Um, <laughs> and then wreck the car. To make him pull a pull a Hartley. But but so but I still maintain that the fact that it was the miracle painting and it didn't burn probably has there's probably something to do with this painting that's there's more to it than meets the eye, and they have it now so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I and mean, the fact that Coulson told Talbot there was nothing more to learn from the painting tells me that there is more to learn from the painting. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's that's that classic Coulson misdirect. It's like oh no no it's nothing it's nothing get to work on it right now. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I, th- I, th- I think there's still there's still room for this uh, this episode to have meaning as the fu- you know in the future. I hope that it, that it does. That it was just kind of a lead up to a really big thing. But like, I mean, so far it feels kind of like some of the older episodes or the episodes from last season where it was just kind of like, oh yeah, they built characters, they got a little closer. There was no real big overarching thing to it. Yeah, well, I, I hear you. I will say that nothing in this episode, though, could have happened without the motivations are all about the writing that we've, we're trying to discover. Um, but I, do, I will say I, I wasn't as interested in this episode as I was in previous episodes. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not yeah. the top of my list for sure. But I, I do think it had a good bit to do with the overarching story. But, I mean, looking back at the first season, every episode had something to do with the overarching story. Yeah, a little <laughs> Every well, like, every episode tied into that final episode, you know. Even even if you just wanted to talk about that episode where they're in the jungle and they get the O eight four, that's the one. They use it to destroy Garrett at the end, which is just like a nice little like. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to use this much, but here's just a little nod to that episode. <laughs> that last episode, there's there's that last episode couldn't have been what it was without every single episode tying into it somehow, you know. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. I guess that, that, so. that was kind of so. I'm, 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 you know, maybe this painting's. I, I, they're not going to drop this painting. No, they're not going to drop it. If it's going to come back and be important because it's got 08, the writing on it. If they didn't forget about that 084, uh, they're not going to figure out this. You know, and I mean, maybe we've learned most of what we're going to learn, which is that there's a a writer, someone out there carving right now. Yeah. Someone else who's, I don't know. <laughs> Been exposed what to the if, blue. What if that writing is Mr. McDrippy hands? That's like, yep. What if he's the writer? He could be. He very well could be. Because he definitely has knowledge of the writing. What if that blue guy that was in the tube at the guest house in the first season didn't die when it blew up? Ooh. What if he's out scrawling things on, on random things? What if he grew back Ooh. his legs? Yeah, what if they were preventing him from healing... Yeah, that's what I was thinking hey, that baby. they were doing. All that C4 didn't do the job. <laughs> well, it wasn't in there, right? Just kind of buried it like the Pharaoh Kings of old. Remember? You, you remember that lied? Um, no. Like the Pharaohs of old. He plans to bury us, sir. Like the Pharaohs of old. It's from the beginning of the Avengers. When, um... Loki has just shown up and took Hawkeye and, and destroying the base. Yeah, neat. Yeah. Who says it? Um, Nick Fury says like the pharaohs of old. Um, but the lead up to it was Hawkeye saying he plans to bury us like the pharaohs of old. He's right. 
We've got two minutes before this goes critical. Interesting. <laughs> cool. I yeah. don't remember that line. <laughs> I remember too much about I that movie. Really, I, re- I remember a ton from the last hour of Avengers. <laughs> I've seen it all. Number the whole thing in a couple, a few times, and then I've seen that last hour like thirty times. Because <laughs> sometimes I just like putting it on in the background while I'm working. Well, I think I've. I did with that movie what I did with Lucky Number Slevin is um, like I turned that movie on while I was going to sleep, watch it all, fall asleep, and then do the same thing the next night. I really like Lucky Number Slevin. It's such a great movie. Such a good movie. That's funny oh that you God. like it too. I really, really love it. That's like my I haven't top met that five. many people that love it. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to put together my top fifteen, and I might throw that in there because I really, really love that movie. Yeah. A buddy of mine asked me to put together my top 15 and post it on Facebook. And I've been, I've literally spent a month like making <laughs> notes in my phone trying to think of the right, just the right movies. Um, anyway, so uh, they, they, we, we kind of jumped ahead, but we'll go back to where we were. Uh, May, uh, they, they put on a May face. Yeah. Um, and and she, I think that's Agent 33. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Agent 33 from, was. The, from the previous was. episode. She didn't see her much because she had the face on most time. You see her for just a second before they put it on. Yeah, well, we didn't see her much in the in the um, previous episode other than, like, her face was being stretched out to keep it open all, like, yeah. clockwork or style. Yeah, sure, but I'm pretty sure that was her. Yeah. So Agent 33 uh, f- per- puts on the mask and pretends to be May. Um, and then uh, the... Kind of just goes undercover. Yep, she goes undercover, sabotages the bus... Yep, um, which which is nice. At least that gave our team something to do. I did feel I did feel like our <laughs> it gave them busy work. I did feel like that whole thing would. I don't know. This we talked about it before the cast started, but this whole episode seems like it's just a, a very a strong character building episode. Yeah, you know, which is good. I, I think the May and Coulson characters both, um, you know, built. Uh, were, were built upon, and that their relationship was was made very clear and strong. And then on, on top of that, you've got Fitz back at the base and his character trying to get back forward, with the team, trying to get back with the team and stop and get out of his head and stop, you know, living in this pretend world with Simmons. That's so sad. Yeah, very. Yeah, very sad. I mean, we find out like at the end, she didn't feel the same way about him, and like, come on. I think we kind of knew that from the way she kissed him everywhere but his mouth. <laughs> and we kept begging her, too. Like, just I know. do it. Just do it. Give just that man kiss, a mouth kiss. kiss him on the mouth. Let his tongue touch yours. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Again, looks of disdain. Just <laughs> worth it. Just so worth it. <laughs> so we've got... um. So the fake May goes and uh, sabotages the bus and uh, retrieves Coulson to go meet with the fake yeah. Talbot. Yeah, Talbot's, Talbot's telling the truth. Like, we should probably go take this deal. And Coulson's like, wow, uh, really? Huh. And I like her in the car when they're talking and he's just kind of like forcing her to have the conversation. And... um like he tells her, you know, when you kill me, because you have to kill me, because you're ordered to kill me. When you kill me, I want you to take over. Mm-hmm. And then you know, May would just be like, no, no, shut your mouth. That's not going to happen like that because yeah. I said so. But she's just like, I'm honored. I'll make you proud. And then like grabs his hand and he's just like, you're not May at all. Yep. 
the his I think the hand grab was what uh really like May's not that touchy. Yeah. May wouldn't touch me like May that. May would not be affectionate in this way. <laughs> or ever. We're, we're not undercover. We're not swingers right now. <laughs> yeah, we quit swinging like a while ago. We're just driving now. And uh yeah, that the whole So what do you think of Colson asking her about the cup of coffee? He knew. Well, he definitely knew she didn't like coffee. I guess that's really what we're getting. I was down saying, to. like, he knew way beforehand. He was just kind of like he was confirming it. Yeah. Well, he was showing them like you're dumb. I know. Um, so while this is going on, uh, we kind of gloss over it. They kind of gloss over it in the episode, but uh, the lead Hydra agent is torturing May. Yeah. Well, I like. They were allowed to gloss over it because May glossed over it. She's just like, you think you're going to torture me right now? Like, you really think this is going to happen? And he's like, we're going to get every bit of information out of you. And she's just like, ah, 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 all right. I mean, if you want to go down this road, I will mess your face up. That's cool. Yeah. I don't believe in empty threats. I believe in promises. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that was that was all that was all pretty fun, and her breaking out of that chair was fun. It reminded me of a lot of um, Black Widow, yeah, in, in Avengers, uh, yeah. breaking out of her chair, but but she just did a little slower. It was a bigger chair. It was a <laughs> much bigger <laughs> chair, breaking each well, part of the chair individually. I like, I like how she just like she takes she gets one arm out, and then she frees up her feet. And then she just like shatters the chair yeah. over the bar. And that, and that's what alerts the guy. Like, yeah, he's like, he hasn't what her was get that out. noise? And then she, she just comes it. running around the corner like, I'm going to mess your face up. <laughs> the way he tucked himself against the door and like covered his face. Yeah, he's like, yeah. It was so good. Um, and I mean, I, th- I think that's why I think that uh, he's more of the, he's not the field agent necessarily. Yeah, he's the talker. Yeah. And 33 was supposed to be his, like, bodyguard. Similar to how May is Coulson's bodyguard. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, I think they they make it very clear in this episode. And I think Coulson can fight. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. But nowhere near May's level. Nobody fights at May's level. Not even Ward. And I think that 33 is probably closer to May's level. um, Whereas this guy is probably closer to Coulson's. I think that's kind of like they're both the their respective leaders of their organizations, <laughs> except Whitehall. I think is probably above the principal, as we called him last week. <laughs> He's got a name. I know we got to learn his name at some point. It's, it's it's a foreign name, and it's not. I don't think it's no that. no. It's it's Sunil Bakshi. That's the character name. That's the character name. Yeah. Sunil Bakshi. Yeah. Okay. So the principal is uh, <laughs> Sunil Bakshi. <laughs> Pretending like I didn't want to pronounce it, so I just keep calling him the principal. Um, We're still going to call him principal. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. after we find out Captain McDrippy Hands' name, he's still going to be Captain McDrippy Hands. That's true. So the principal, um, <laughs> and it, after this fight breaks out, and it's kind of a slanted fight because you've got the, the both... Agent 33 is kicking Colson's butt a little bit, and uh, we never even see it, but we're pretty sure May just decimates the bo- <laughs> Bakshi, Principal Bakshi. Principal Bakshi. <laughs> um, I love it. I love that so much. We need to copyright that. <laughs> I can, uh, all right. Um, I'm good. They can keep it. No, you guys, you guys can use that Marvel. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Like copyrights open, you're good. Just you know, slide a little acknowledgement our way is all. 
could we get a, like a thanks to MCU cast and like Avengers two? Yeah, just put it right when uh whatever the big battle sequence. Just put it right across the screen. <laughs> that's all. That's all we require. <laughs> Not even in the credits. Nope. Right across the big battle sequence. I really want to see it reflected in one of Ultron's heads. Yeah, that's that's fine with me. Yeah, or you know, I really. <laughs> Would love like something like that just to be like on Tony's heads up display, <laughs> and just like a little word. Oh, like, what if stuff. he was listening to us in one of the, <laughs> one of the movies? Yes, that would be ridiculous. Be I don't think best. I could handle that. I would lose I it. I definitely couldn't handle that. I would squeal like a fanboy. I would record it so that we could play that on the cast. Me squeeing like a fanboy. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> anyway, so. Colson realizes something's up. It's pretty obvious uh, when when uh, the fake May won't buy, uh, won't go get, or said she will go get coffee with him. Yeah, there's just all there these just... years working together, all the things we've been through. I think we might as well just go get that coffee that we were gonna get oh so long ago. She's like, you know what? Sounds like a great idea. And he's like, punch you in the face. Punches her in the <laughs> face, which I loved later. That May hates coffee. Clock. May tells May about. The coffee situation. He's like, <laughs> did you punch him in the face? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I punched her in the face. <laughs> you did good, kid. You did good. <laughs> did you punch her in the face? Well, yeah. All right, then. I, l- I loved Coulson. I can't believe I'm the only one here seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was real great. I like that they didn't go with the whole, the trope of uh, which May is which. Yeah. We you knew because their outfits the whole time who was May and it was just a fun little scene to have two Mays fighting each other. You know it's funny uh, on Arrow this week two arrows fought each other. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. So that's that's pretty pretty coincidental. Yeah, that wasn't planned at all. Yeah, I don't know. it probably wasn't. No, probably. It's kind of funny though. Yeah, absolutely. So um, pretty much May and Coulson just win. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> May kicks butt. Coulson finds the painting, um, and then they and they they Coulson escape ices before the guy. Yeah, uh, Coulson ices the guy. They escape before the uh, Hydra extraction team shows up. I will say I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do something about Agent Thirty Three. Either uh, take her or something. Because, yeah, like let's take her back to base and get her unbrainwashed. Well, they don't know for sure she's brainwashed. Yeah, fair. But what they do know is that he that she knows that he's director. Um, I guess they probably didn't have time to like fix this situation or like kidnap her, essentially. Yeah, put but, her with Ward because they had to escape before the extraction team got there. Yeah, but uh, you know, it really seemed like it seems like it's a bad thing that Whitehall now knows that Coulson is uh is director is the director. Yeah, I think that puts the cellist in danger. It might. I think it will. It might. I think it will. And I'm, I'm not sure who else, but I'm not sure who else Colson has in his life. But that May. puts anyone... Well, yeah. But May's with him, so it's kind of like... Yeah. I think we they might try to smoke him out by going after people he cares about, which to me th- makes me think Whitehall's going to go after the cellist. Do you know that... Um, this is a weird thing. I was, I was reading an, an interview with, um, with Clark Gregg, and apparently everybody wants the relationship... Like, everybody on the internet wants the relationship between Phil Coulson and Melinda May to happen. Like, they're called Philinda shippers. 
Like they want that to happen so bad that when the cellist showed up in the late season of season right. one, they gave like hate mail <laughs> on her. Like, don't you take Phil from us? Whatever. I, I think <laughs> his love for the cellist is well established in the canon long before May was even <laughs> May was even around. None of you knew May's name. <laughs> um, he died with the cellist. Like, yeah, in his heart. Mm-hmm. Well, slightly outside of his heart, the Exguardian staff went, <laughs> expelled it. Yeah. The entirety of the heart. It was cut to pieces, really. Ugh. Was it an Guardian staff, or was it? I think so. No, I think it was, it was Loki's staff. Well, it, Thanos gave him the scepter. That's true. I think they called it an Asgardian staff was, at one point. So that's why I say that. He who gave you the scepter. Yeah, that's true. It's was probably a Thanosian staff. <laughs> Whatever Thanos from Sanctuary is the Sanctuary and staff. <laughs> yeah. So while all that's happening with um, with Phil and and May, like the team is getting hacked on the plane, and the plane's going to explode. Yeah, and it's exploding like a little bit at a time. Yeah, I think this is uh, a little weird. I will say, I felt like. They just had that whole sequence. I realized that Fitz had some character development in this episode, but it felt like this entire sequence on the plane... Is an afterthought. Yeah. I felt like they, they had the story they wanted to tell, which was May and Coulson, and they were like, we need to squeeze in the rest of our team somewhere. <laughs> What's the rest of the team doing? Are they just sitting on the plane waiting for everything to pan out? Uh, no, they've got their own problem. Uh, when fake May goes back to get them. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it felt a little... It felt a little... I mean, it, it didn't like not make sense or anything. And I feel like if... Um, if they hadn't hadn't done something with them, we would have just expected May and uh, Coulson to be saved by the team at any point, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that would have been fine. I don't know. It just felt a little, uh, little tacked on. Yeah. A little tacked on. Like, what are we going to do with the team? Let's give them a problem to solve. Let's give them a problem with their own plane. Yeah. And also, I thought there could have been a better way to... So you get into the shields... Uh, shields... You, they they admittedly don't know who Shield is or who's heading it up. They get into the Shield um, bus, and instead of like trying to get any information out of it, they're just gonna blow it up. They're just gonna blow it up. Seems a little seems a little short sighted. Rash. Yeah, seems a little short sighted and rash. A little um, hasty. So yeah, so that's pretty much the whole thing. We got a couple of wrap up things where uh, Fitz has a beer with Hunter and uh, Mac. And I like how he just interrupts their conversation just to be like, oh, here's this information that I had from the last conversation <laughs> that we were going to have. I wanted to say this about and, girls. Yeah, I I could talk about girls, too. Like, I don't really have an ex, but there was this girl one time that I told her how I felt. And she I didn't don't feel, really have an ex. It's he said saddest. that. I know. Oh, my God. Like, it's so sad. Break my heart. Why don't you? It's so sad. I, yeah, that was, that's, that made me sad. Um. <laughs> But of course, we didn't even mention that he does end up saving the plane, which earns him the respect of Hunter and, and the team. Um, I feel like he's getting them back like one person at a time. Like Mac. Well, you know, I think that he's got Mac and Hunter. Yeah, they Mac never and knew Hunter. Him. They never knew him before, so it's kind of like I think it's hard for the rest of the team to look at him. Yeah, knowing what who he used to be and his abilities, and now he's kind of working his way back into the group, but through other people that don't look at him like. 
he's broken. They just know him. This is who he is. You know? <laughs> this is the only way that I know him. And he's still really good at what he does. Yeah. It's, it's not just the talking thing. It's the hands. I can't use them. So I have to use yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so I thought was, that was neat that they got him working into the group um and then we have a, a scene with may and colson kind of a debriefing yeah about the mission and we've got a well i mean it's like a debriefing about the mission and they're finally finishing that conversation well yeah well i was gonna the plan yeah the both those things happen but the big the big revelation from the mission is the there's another carver yeah, someone is actively carving currently out in the world. Yeah, because they talk to Talbot and they're just like, somebody was wearing your face, and he was just like, "What?" And you mean you didn't realize that it wasn't me when I didn't try to hit you, <laughs> <laughs> like when I didn't fervently strike you? Hmm. <laughs> you think? And he's like, "Well, you know, we're not that close." <laughs> I love that. Oh no, he <laughs> says, um. Yeah, a painting. It was a painting. Yeah, and you didn't think anything was up. <laughs> you think I would have come down there for some stupid painting? That's that's what it seemed like. Yeah, that was that was funny. Like I'm not I'm not interested in paintings. Stupid. I'm interested in catching you. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Um, and then he's like, "No, painting's not that important. It was, you know, red herring. Nothing big. Nothing to worry about." Yeah, which makes me think it's all the more important. Yeah. Then he turns to May, uh, and by the way, that painting was 500 years old, but the carvings were done last week. Mm-hmm. Or whenever it was. Then Recently. Yeah, it was recent. It's just like, it seemed to me like he was saying, like, the carvings were done, like, while we were standing outside. <laughs> like, it's it's very not long ago. Someone is actively carving. Some I definitely since since, um... Garrett was destroyed. So, yeah, we know it's someone other than Coulson is out there carving these symbols, um, which could be McDrippy hands. What if it's what if it's Sky? Could be Sky. What if Sky is sneaking away toward the end of the episode? She was like doing something quiet. And I I really thought she might like just start carving. Yeah, because she's 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 had the she's had the GH three, two, five. Whichever number it was. I think it was 325. Bad with numbers. <laughs> she had the blue juice. Blue juice. The blue man juice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who went to Vegas and got that one time. <laughs> Let me guess. It didn't stay in Vegas. <laughs> Ah, silly. Don't stay in Vegas. Except for herpes. Chlamydia. That shit will come back with you. Uh, (laughs) Except from something. The hangover. Oh, yeah. Funny. Anyway, um. So, yeah, like, what if it was Sky? Because she had the blue man juice, and. Could be. What if she's sneaking away to do some carvings every now and again? Yeah, but sneaking away and flying to Miami and carving on a 500 year old painting seems a little extreme. Nah. If that's the thing, like, what? This is a. I <laughs> like, hope, who would do that? Surely they're going to explain this episode at some point because they definitely left some questions. Like, so okay, someone's carving. We know that people have like a desire to carve when they've had the blue man juice. Um, and we we've seen I them carving have the, the desire to drum. <laughs> Maybe that's that's who the that's who the bad <laughs> that wasn't a Cree at all. 
It was one of the Blue Man Group in that tank. <laughs> the last episode's not going to be a fight of any type. It's, it's going to be, gonna be like a really a musical, a really sequence. killer concert. Yeah. <laughs> A really killer percussion-based concert. Yeah, totally. I think I think I think we've solved this season of. Oh Ages man, of we don't have to watch any more of it, do we? Mm-mm. We we know what's gonna happen. We're still gonna watch it. So then Coulson insists. So May tells him what her plan is. Yeah, I got money and passports. plane tickets and passports. We're out of here. You're gone. I'm putting you on an island. Where was it that he that she said that he he was going to end up? Uh, oh no, it was well. I mean, technically it is an island, but uh, a cabin in Australia in yeah. the Australian outback. And he's like, oh yeah, because I love kangaroos so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love the humor in this episode. Yeah, the humor was a lot of fun. Coulson's humor is always always lands well. Yeah. So we've got a. Yeah, after that we've well, got what do you what do you what do you think about that? I, I mean I know that Garrett needed to be killed because he was crazy and super strong. He was Deathlock. Or had all the Deathlock stuff in him. Yeah, he was the original Deathlock. But I feel like if Colson goes crazy, May can take him down. He can be iced, you know? Yeah. Well he can just be like repeatedly iced mm. dendrotoxined. Yeah. Over and over. So I don't I think killing him is a little rash. I well, being, that's what Coulson says has to happen. Yeah, I think Coulson's being a little silly. I think he's going a little overboard. He's really scared of what what's going to happen. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he calls it going the way of Garrett. Yeah, which, you know, maybe he'll go crazy like Garrett, but Garrett had superpowers. You don't. Oh. I mean, he is a badass, you know, agent. So, sure, he could cause something, but... Yeah. It seems like he, uh... If he's going to cause something, it's probably going to be through, you know, espionage and treachery, and you're not going to even know he's gone the way of Garrett, you know? Maybe. I mean, more likely that, because it's turned into a spy drama kind of thing, mm-hmm. with the occasional superhero, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I like the uh, I like the, the real ending, though, like the post-credits yeah, a little stinger there with uh, with Reina. Yeah, you raise a good point. This is the first episode of the season there hasn't been a superpower. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, we've only had two, but they covered three episodes, and so this is the fourth episode, the first episode, there was like no sort of superpower. It's just espionage and spy you know, games, spy games, and and masks, tech. really, really good tech. Yeah, tech that was stolen from Shield. Yeah, based on Shield tech. Or just directly shield tech, yeah. Yeah, like we took this. <laughs> I'm gonna borrow this uh, mask technology. Yep. From you, uh, Black Widow. <laughs> they took a lot of things from Black Widow. They took the the chair thing. They <laughs> took the mask. That they she took wore. that chair smashing technology. <laughs> that, uh... Well, that's just like the filming was taken and mm-hmm. yeah, or well. So, the... The idea. So yeah, the after credit sequence you mentioned, um, Whitehall um, making Raina help him, make him making her turn over the obelisk. Yeah. So that's I don't know. That sounds like uh, we're about to have a showdown between. I think we're about to see McDrippy Hand's real power. Yeah. Because right now we just have we just have seen him 
be this creeper talking to Reyna. He's real creepy. Wiping his hands off and stuff. He's always so wet. Always so wet. <laughs> Who, Reyna? You can, you can edit that out if you want to. Whatever, man. Anybody listening this far? <laughs> I mean, we did mention that he's an attractive male. Yeah. It's true. We did. So look up to stay. Now, now I have to leave it. <laughs> you brought it back in. It's called a callback. We have to leave it in. <laughs> we always leave callbacks in, regardless of how awful they are. Sure, that callback was incredibly racist, but it was a callback. <laughs> you don't understand. Those are so, so good. <laughs> Those are comedy gold every I know, time. I know comedy. I know comedy. <laughs> um... What, and she asks for the obelisk, or he's going to kill her, going to find her wherever she is. Yeah, he's like, I can find you wherever you are. And I like that he doesn't say, like, I'm going to hurt you a bunch. I like how the, I like he just he tells a story. Like, there was this one girl. I operated on her for over a week. Mm-hmm. And it's really, like, it was really difficult Real to keep her awake. Stuck between a rock and two creepy places. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two creepers. Two creepers on either side of Reyna, ready to take her down. It's like she needs a shield against the creepers. Yep. She may need a shield. Um, so what do you... I th- I, where do you think Raina's going to fall? I feel like now that she's being tested, it seems like. What's her... Is she? Does she care more about the mission... I that, think of McDrippy hands and like finding being finding her act, actualization, you know. I think McDrippy hands is going to retaliate. I think so too. I think he's going to retaliate, and then that is we're if get, Raina like, trusts him enough. Yeah, fair to tell him. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. It's kind of the ball's in Raina's court right now. Yeah is 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 he going to? Is she going to trust McDrippy hands? I think so. And tell him what's up, and then they're going to go against Hydra together. Or is she going to be so fearful of Whitehall and what happened in the car that she's going to work to turn work to um, betray McDrippy Hands? Nah, I think she's gonna she's gonna trust McDrippy Hands. She's gonna tell him he's gonna retaliate. It's not gonna go like as great as he would hope, and then they're gonna end up teaming up with Shield to beat Hydra, like enemy of my enemy is kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Which, as I said last week, I'm not convinced that Reyna or McDrippy Hands are really bad guys. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. I think they're somewhere in the gray area, I really do. Maybe even just good guys trying to, like, find themselves or, like, find their actualization. If they're the Inhumans, which we've discussed some, um, then, you know, trying to figure out how to, like, activate their powers or whatever, you know? Yeah. What will I become? What will I become? The obelisk didn't, it, like, it didn't work. It lets you live. Mm-hmm. Like, that's scary. I wonder if it would let me live. Uh. Hmm. I wonder if I would get superpowers. Would my hair grow really long? Could I use that as a, as a prehensile hair thing? Is that the superpower you'd want? No, it's not. Prehensile hair? <laughs> I can't no. say that's my favorite superpower. Well, I mean, one of uh, 
one of Medusa. No, yeah, Medusa. One of Black Bolt's no, wives. I, I know. I just uh, has that power. So. I just thought it was a weird one for Jump too. It There's really all these, is. All these superpowers. There's all these other Inhuman superpowers. I would. I would still want the ability to talk, without blowing everything yeah, up. That's true. Like Fair I would. Point. I would appreciate talking because I mean, right this second, I am doing just that. Yeah, you can't be a podcaster if you're Black Bolt. <laughs> Boy, I bet he's got so much to say. Uh huh. For sure. I got. I bet he's got. He's got an opinion on things <laughs> that he he's would a, like to voice. He, he's very politically. He wants to be very politically active. <laughs> he's got a whiteboard that he carries around. He just takes selfies with it does, all the time. How does he communicate? People speak for him. Medusa normally speaks for him, and. I don't know that that that's always the thing. Like, she seems really rash sometimes, and I'm like, he probably wouldn't say that, but he probably just lets it slide. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. just don't even know what she can do with that prince-all hair. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a reason he's with her. There's a reason. <laughs> Let's get it on. No, no. With Prince Al Hair. <laughs> All right. So what did you, what would you rate this episode? I don't know. I, I'll probably go back and change my rating once they kind of tie it in to, uh-huh. you know, something. But, like, I'm thinking seven, seven, five. Um, I'd be down with that. I'd even go, you know, six, five, or seven. I feel like I'm always about five, five points below you because I... I'm trying to leave the room to be an amazing, amazing episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely not my favorite episode, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it. I liked mostly like the the humor of it because there were parts that were just really funny. Like I laughed out loud hard. Yeah. You know, you were there. Uh huh. I was. Like when I was um, right there. When they were in the basement and. They're like, ah, why is it always going to be laser grids? <laughs> and then Colson's like, no, nah, I got this. And he like holds up the, th- the, the viewfinder and he's like, kind of lining up his hands. He's like, all right, I'm going to flip this way. And then she just goes walking through and she's like, they already know we're here. That was great. <laughs> that was, was so really great. great. I love the idea of Colson flipping through laser grids. He would do that. He would so do that. I know. I know he would. And I would love to watch it. I know. I know. Yeah. Pretty great. So yeah, pretty pretty good pretty good solid episode, and I'm excited to see where all of it goes. It, it, a lot of good character development and a lot of good um, setting of people and things. yeah, like the the board is being set right mm-hmm. now. I mean, it was still early in the season. It's still oh, episode yeah. four. Like they're setting up everything to play out. Man, six more episodes, then we get Agent Carter. That's what you're looking forward to. I am, dude. Next week we get Mockingbird. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. I don't know anything about Mockingbird to be honest. I know, oh, I know she's she's from the comics and whatnot, but uh, and she has the 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 potential to move up to the Avengers movies. The potential of that and the potential just to like have uh, Renner visit her or something on the, yeah. on the show. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally on board. I'm excited, but I but I'm I, and uh, Renner has voiced that he would be okay with a Hawkeye solo film. Like he's willing to do that. He's always been down with that. So like she could show up there. It could be a, like a Hawkeye. Uh, Mockingbird team up movie where they get close and then marry like yeah yeah I'm all kinds of okay with that yeah man 
I'm, I'm excited. Down. I'm a comic book fanboy. <laughs> like, all of this sounds good to me. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff happening. There's a lot of good. A lot of good stuff. And I don't know that I really have anything super secret. I'm really excited about the um, Agent Carter stuff, though. Yeah. I, I, I am really, really excited to see what like, what happens there. Yeah, I'd like to see, you know, what led up to all this. I, I want them to build more on Howard Stark and Edwin Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see more of that. I do, too. I want to see where it all came from, and I, and I want to see... I want to know what happened to the blue guy in the box. Yeah, I do too. That's what I was going to say. I really want to see if they tie a lot of this into the blue guy in the box. Yeah. That would be that would be uh optimal. It makes sense that they would they would lead up to a lot of things before the Agent Carter break, so to speak. And like they'll 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 set up a lot of things that we're not quite sure of the origin, but we're okay that they're there. And then they show the origin of them in Agent Carter and give you more backstory so that you understand what's going on. And then everything will play out. Like that's a beautiful setup. That's mm-hmm. really just a great setup that they've got. And then, like immediately after the season, we're just going to go straight into Daredevil and you know Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Defenders, like. Back to back to back to back to back. Awesome, great Marvel things. I really hope those happen. From all the reports, they talked about those happening in 2015. Yeah. But I'd be surprised if all five of those things came out in 2015. I think it's mostly just that it's starting in 2015. Yeah. The original reports were that they were all coming out in 2015. Um, but It would make sense that they could. But like yeah. nothing. We well, haven't had any casting news on like Iron Fist. None of that. Yeah, Luke Cage, That's, that makes that makes me nervous. It makes me think they're those. gonna they're gonna like do Daredevil. But see, if they start a Daredevil series and it goes well, I'm assuming they're gonna want to do another season a year later. Yeah. So you'd think they'd want to get all four of the shows and the Defenders miniseries in before they would release the second season. Of course, it being Netflix, there really aren't any rules yet. I mean, we haven't yeah. seen. Um, there have been a few great Netflix shows, but there's really no rules as to like when you release stuff and how you have to do it and all that stuff. So yeah, and I mean, if they're tying it all in, like interconnecting everything like that, they might draw it out a little bit more just to get all the pieces in place. You know, like hmm. they're gonna take their time to make sure it's done right. Yeah, and um, there was there was footage shown at NYCC of um. Agent Carter, just some stuff with um, Dominic Cooper, Edwin Jar, or um, Howard Stark, and and Edwin Jarvis, mm. and Agent Carter, like a few things here and there, just you know some shield building stuff, really. Um, but when Clark Gregg and everybody came back out on stage, um, they were, you know, they were saying like this this stuff was shot like just a few days ago. Like, oh, wow. this footage was real recent. So, like, they're working on it still. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's going to take a little bit for, for Agent Carter to come out. And, yeah. like, or, well, to be done to the point of coming out. And I'm, I trust them. I trust them. And I'm pretty sure that Netflix stuff is probably going to follow that same little path of, like, let's wait till the last second to get everything done. Well, most shows, most shows are still filming. Um, while the season is happening, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and they, they sometimes can make changes late in the season because of of, of whatever. Um, Still, though, 
it's a superhero thing. Like it's a superhero um, series. Like it's a it's a it's a comic book series. Like there's got to be a fair amount of editing that goes into everything. Like for sure. Well, you know, they could have a lot of the special effects almost done, and then do some of the photography. Is <laughs> possible, um, especially you know just having models built and yeah ideas down and the majority of stuff worked out, and then they just put the finishing touches on things. Okay, well, I feel like that's pretty much all we got to talk about that episode. Is there anything you want to talk about in the super secret spoiler area, like the um, possibly the uh, Civil War, Civil War, or anything like that? Anything to do with that? Uh, let's go into it and we'll talk about it real quick. Let's thank everybody for. Um, we just want to say thank you so much for listening to the thank cast this you. week. We would really, really love some feedback. It would really make our week if we had some people write in or call in and give us some feedback. Also rate us and review us on iTunes. Yes. Rating on iTunes is a huge, huge help. Helps us get some visibility. Um, so I know you're probably out somewhere right now, but if you could, uh, when you get home, like, <laughs> please set yourself an alarm or something so when you get home, <laughs> uh, you can rate us on iTunes. It would so help us in a big, big way. Um, rate us and review us on iTunes call us uh, send us a Facebook message at uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast or call us at 573-CAST-MCU um, and that's where you can call and leave a message and we'll play it on the podcast um, so yeah keep it PG-13 like the like the movies are <laughs> we'll beep you though yeah feel free to say the bigger words, we'll just bleep those. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I didn't want to say the word because then I have to f- figure out how to bleep it. Um, so when you said bigger words, my first thought was like, automatopoeia? Are you going to bleep that? Are you going to bleep that because we don't like advanced words? <laughs> yeah, I don't really like things with more than three syllables. <laughs> they bother me. Angronyms. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I like acronyms, but, you know, I don't know what they are. They just make me angry. <laughs> so you apply anything to <clears throat> callbacks, man, like throwbacks. All right, so we're going into the super secret spoiler session. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. If you're if you're branching off here, uh, if you don't want to hear anything that's too terribly crazy, but we are we're talking sh- about the possible Civil War. We're going to talk about the possible Civil War up. stuff a little bit, and that's going to go into some comic books knowledge that may spoil what they do in the movies. Not necessarily, because it's obviously their own thing. It's the own thing their own thing and they could change something drastically, which, you know, I'm on board with. I'm fine with changes. So let's uh we're gonna go into our secondary spoiler alert for our super secret spoiler session in three just call it s- two one. Punisher's gonna kill everybody <laughs> I don't know that it's accurate. I'm pretty sure that Punisher is now owned by Marvel. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, well, hmm. Hmm. Let's look it up. I'm pretty sure. Not, not, not a hundred percent, but I, I, I seem to remember that, uh, that was announced that they got the rights back. Oh shit. What's the, what did you shit? Poop. Uh, apparently I missed this article last year, 5613, first paragraph of this article that was, um, May 6th, 2013, 
In this week's issue of Entertainment Weekly, Marvel movie head honcho Kevin Feige casually dropped the news that the movie rights for The Punisher, Blade, and Ghost Rider have returned to Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I knew Punisher, and I could definitely see him fitting in this universe real easily. Uh, as for Blade and Ghost Rider, I mean, I'm down for whatever they want to give a try to. But I feel like... Uh, Ghost, Ghost Rider was in The Defenders. He was in The Defenders? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. That would be a really fun thing for them to like drop into the um, to, to the Netflix series. Uh, but Ghost Rider is kind of a weird character to throw in at this point, I feel like. But, have you have you only seen the movies? Um, I've read a little bit to the comics, okay. but not, not much. But yeah, those movies aren't great. Um, those movies were god-awful, is what they were. I, I think I remember kind of liking the first one. I'm the only one that can walk between both worlds. <laughs> that was a good Nick Cage. Was it? Yeah, sure. No, it wasn't. Um... But yeah, Blade and Blade, I could see being in this world, but that that mean they'd be introducing vampires, which would be kind of a weird step for Marvel at this point. Yeah. If they went with the Marvel proper universe. Yeah. Um, but I'm but I'm down with it. I'm I really trust at this point. I just trust Marvel. I'm I'm down for whatever they want to give a try to. If <laughs> they think it fits the what they're going for, then I'm like, go for it. You know. You know what, guys? Build that universe. Keep building it. I'm behind you. Uh, Put Blade in there, because then maybe you could bring Buffy in. Probably not. Come on, (laughs) Buffy. (laughs) Joss Whedon's over this whole thing. Probably probably not. (laughs) But but you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so so yeah. It'd be awesome if Punisher was back. Yeah. I think he'd be a great addition. Not just the Defenders, though. I just I just did it a little bit more digging into the Wikipedia that I always use. Um, <clears throat> Ghost Rider was not just Defenders, and I remember reading a comic with him in it now, but he was also in um, Heroes for Hire, which was a uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, big thing. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That they did. Like, you know, do you need some heroes? We're for hire. Hmm. We need to make money. That's fun. And the little people need to be um, guarded as well. I don't know. know. It's one of the things that they did. He was in the Heroes for Hire. He was in the Defenders. I think that could easily come back, you know? Yeah. Like, not as Nicolas Cage. No, no. Obviously, they're not going to... They wouldn't stick with those same movies. Oh, yeah. God, no. Like I, I like Nicolas Cage in some things. Like he was great in The Rock. I love The Rock and Face Off and Con Air and Con Air. Mm-hmm. Like he was great as an eccentric dude in Sorcerer's Apprentice. I didn't see that. It was recent and not very good, but he did. <laughs> he did awesome. Like, he he's, did a, a, he's been great in a lot of things. He did a good job being eccentric, but like he had a slew of just terrible movies. You know, like Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah, that was not good. Drive Angry. I didn't see that, but it looked awesome. I think it was it Drive Angry. I think it was Drive Angry. Anyway, um, Next, Knowing, like all of those were kind of like Next. Bad. Knowing was weird, but kind of like Next. Uh, 
It was a really fun. Uh, it was a good concept. Really fun sci-fi concept. Good concept. And it's, honestly, I, I don't thought think pretty well was, executed. Nah. I don't like the movies where it's just like, oh, by the way, this whole thing, fake. All of None of this happened. What do you mean? That's what happened in Next. I don't remember. At the end of Next, it was just like, oh, no, wait, that was just me looking at the future. I'll give myself up, guys. Hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I hated it. I don't like, I generally don't like that too much either, but since it's the whole concept of the thing is that he can go back and do whatever he wants, I'm fine with it. Eh. It's bad. Anyway. I um, loved the the last sequence where he's like running forward and seeing like a few seconds into the future and just doing like, you know, that, that's, there's an amazing fight sequence at the end. Eh. It's pretty great. I scoff at it. Yeah. Anyway, um... So the the Civil War plot line that's going to come up, or that has the possibility to come up, if if it is in fact true that Iron Man is going to be in Cap Three, like Ooh. if they're bringing in Spider Man, like if Sony and Marvel are in are in indeed in talks to bring in Spider Man into the MCU, like that makes the Civil War event that actually did happen so much better. Because originally Spider-Man was with Tony Stark. He took off his mask. He said, I am Spider-Man. My name is Peter Parker. I've been Spider-Man since, you know, I was 16 years old or whatever it was. And, like, he just kind of addresses that and everybody's like, holy crap. Wow. And that's a huge deal. Like, he's always kept his mask on and said, you know, I have to be this facade. I can't, like, show myself... I have to do this to protect my family and then he just he just brings it out and like that's a that's a really big reveal and it's a really big turning point for his character but then he finds out that like Tony's not doing great things Tony's not really doing what he thinks is probably best and he's going about it all wrong and just being a really being a really big dick about everything so then he's just like you know what this isn't for me I'm I really think that Cap may have a good idea you know, maybe I'm not so pro-registration after all. And then Tony wants to fight him. So you've got Iron Man and Spider-Man fighting, but Spider-Man is in the Iron Spider suit that oh, Tony wow. made for him. And his reflexes are ridiculous. So Spider-Man just cannot be hit at all. And like, That's awesome. Iron Man's blowing holes in the walls, and Spider-Man just escapes through that and then gets away. But then he gets like hunted down by a couple of bad guys in a tunnel and like he's you know kind of a little bit damaged from like the batteries running out or something and like he gets crap kicked out of him a little bit but he's trying to fight back he's trying to get away and then the punisher shows up and just kills him and it kills both of the guys and then he takes i love the idea of the punisher showing up in the marvel universe and everyone just being like what what are you doing? You don't <laughs> kill people don't indiscriminately kill like that. Yeah, he's just like, I don't care. Blah, 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 blah. Just killing every bad guy he comes across. And it's so just, it's so Punisher. And he shows up and just kills bad guys, takes Spider-Man, he's like, all right, we're going to Cap's house. Yeah. And he just shows up at Cap's house, knock, knock, <laughs> breaks the door in, hey, here's Spidey. And they're like, what? What are you... What did you do to Spider-Man? He's like, no, I saved him. He was like this. You can, mm-hmm. you got to heal him. And then they're like, okay, well, 
We'll get some blue man juice. We'll, we'll get. <laughs> we'll we'll help him, but you gotta chill. Like, are you are you with us? He's like, yeah, I don't I don't like registration. It's a bad idea. And then like some other bad guys show up because they're about to have a meeting. Some other that uh, some other guys that are like mini villains show up, but they're on Cap's team. So like mm-hmm. as soon as they walk in the door, Punisher just like pulls out an Uzi and just just mows him down. Like they fall down dead and Cap is pissed. Like mm-hmm. he starts punching Punisher in the face and it's like, Why are you doing this? You like they're on our team. And he's like, But they're bad guys. And he just keeps wailing on him. He's like, huh. Why aren't you fighting me? He's like, I'm not gonna fight you. It's interesting. You're the a Punisher, good guy. It's not like the Punisher uh He still holds his ideals. Even through it all. Yeah. But it, it's, what I'm saying is it adds a different dynamic. Yeah. All four of those characters have different... Uh, Cap is just very ideologically, like, no registration. And Tony's like, Tony's like, no, no, you know, we need registration. Well, it's that whole freedom and like, security Who's thing. going to be more of a dick? Like, <laughs> I, I, it's more about who he trusts than, than, you know, which I think is kind of the way with Spider-Man. I kind of feel like um, Cap is ideologically um freedom yeah and tony is ideologically protection government security and then spider-man is like the american people being dragged both ways and they're both trying Mm -hmm. to get him to come with them and then you've got punisher who's just like there's good versus evil people why why are we fighting each other (laughs) yeah why why are we fighting each other and why are we teaming up with the evil like this we've, we've all we lost our way. Our standards. We've all lost our way, and then everyone's looking at him. But you just murdered everyone. What are you doing? <laughs> you just murdered four people in in front of us. Yeah. How are you okay you, with that? You didn't even hide it. <laughs> you realize we're all heroes, right? <laughs> we're all heroes that don't kill people, and then you just unloaded. Yeah. So anyway. I, I think that sounds awesome. That's not, that story line sounds like it'd be amazing in the movies, and I would love to see Spider. I, I almost it's almost worth it for me for Sony just to barely pair with uh, with <laughs> Marvel to, for a movie to, to kiss real quick and, and then break off. Almost, well, I'm still if, I'm still real torn about it. What if after that they just kind of give Spider Man to Marvel? Well, they, they'd be done if they gave Spider Man to Marvel. If well, they if they give Spider Man Marvel, great. I'm down with that. I bet that they would likely want to keep the rights to other characters. But what they only have villains. Yeah, I know. But <sighs> Spider-Man's got a really great rogues gallery. Agreed. But you can't have that rogues gallery without Spider-Man. The Sinister Six movie is going to be without Spider-Man. No, he's going to be in it. He's going to have like a, a cameo. Agreed. Um, you just can't have a... But they're, they're still... the What ties them together is their hatred of Spider-Man. You can't have a Sinister Six like... You, well, you know what without people said Spider-Man. about, like, you can't have a Batman series without Batman. Gotham's really great. Yeah, but you've still got good guys and bad guys. Yeah, that's true. And you still even have Batman. He's just a kid. <laughs> um, it's pre-Batman. Yeah. It's not like it, it's not like Batman doesn't exist or won't ever exist. Uh, it, it, it's more like having, um, I don't know, uh, whatever. It's like having, I can't think of a television show. <laughs> It's because it never happens. Um, it's all wrong. Yeah. It's just like having the arrow without the arrow. Like, it's like, 
having a whole Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man doesn't make sense. So you're going to have to keep them all in the same universe somehow. I'd be okay with Sony just giving up, I'm going to be honest. Oh, me too. Me too. It's just, are they going to? Probably not. And so that makes us have to question whether we want them to do the whole uh, come together for a moment and then separate, which I don't know. I don't want that, but I do want Spider-Man involved with this this registration story. I mean, given what we know about Sony, it's likely going to be that... Our our best case scenario out of this is likely going to be that they just they become really great working together studios and just they combine their universes and Marvel keeps the creative freedom and Sony just takes some money. Mm-hmm. I would be down with that. I'd be okay with that happening. Yeah. Then it's just like, is Marvel going to be okay with that? Yeah, Marvel has such a tight rein on the budget. I just don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I will see. Because that would be a really great thing to have happen. We'll see. I didn't think we were going to get an announcement that, you know, RDJ was going to be in Captain America 3. Yeah. But we did. You know, like maybe they'll pull something else off. They seem so far like they have pulled off everything we want them to for the fans. And I'm hoping that they will continue to push in that direction. Yeah, that's what it seems like is they just know that like the fans want and need this. Like this is the best thing that the fans could have and we owe it to them to just do this. Yeah. So, so hopefully that that trend will continue. Me I hope so too. Me hope so too. <laughs> well, anything else you wanted to talk about in the super secret spoilers? Not particularly. Any super secret spoilers and speculations? No, not really. We're still early in the season. It's true, it's true. Uh, well, I think we're about we're about done for the night. Then we've been at this quite a while this evening. Um, so everybody, thank you so much for listening. Please give us a call at five seven three Cast MCU if you want to hear uh, or if you want to leave a message for us. Um, if you want to see some more podcasts from me, please check out Pursuit of the Trivial. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, Pursuit of the Trivial uh, is a, a show about a little bit of everything. <laughs> So come talk, come come join us over there if you want to hear that. Um, and yeah, we'll guess we'll uh, talk to you next week on the MCU cast. <laughs> I feel like you plug your own other podcasts a lot, and I've got nothing. Like, what can I do? I could just be like, I'm gonna start a Kickstarter for you guys to donate to like getting me magic cards or something. <laughs> At like, per, on Pursue the Trivial, we talked about a story last week where a guy started a Kickstarter. Said he needed ten dollars to make a bowl of potato salad. <laughs> that was his Kickstarter, and uh, he had various levels. You could uh, you can you know you could um, donate, and he'd give you if you donated a dollar, he'd give you a spoonful of potato salad. <laughs> if you donate like whatever, you know he had like these levels you could donate at. He ended up say, uh, making like two hundred sixty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Um, and he he kept updating it and adding to the to the the benefits or whatever and then he like ended up having this like hundred thousand dollar potato salad party where he just invited like everyone in his city to come to the potato salad party and they had potato salad and they all partied it was real real crazy and then he donated most of the money to some charity or something yeah um but uh well see i wouldn't do that because i need magic cards that's true you need the magic cards i'm so like I hate to say that, but that's that's got me uh, going. <laughs> yeah, you need one hundred sixty thousand dollars in magic cards. Dude, I'm sure he kept so some. Much. I'm sure he kept some. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I only need like 
five hundred dollars to get you know everything I want to make a few decks that would be really good. <laughs> you know, well, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's really expensive out there, and you know, mm. you want four copies of a lot of things. But you know, that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. It's not really what this cast is all about. Nope. Definitely not. Watch like the first call in be like, "Hey Jeff, I'd give you money." <laughs> That's all it is. We finally get some we kinda get some feedback and it's just like, yeah, start that Kickstarter, Jeff. <laughs> start the Kickstarter up, bro. I got your back. <laughs> that would be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like let's let's try to keep the feedback about the cast. You know. Save it for the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well guys, I- Talk to us. Uh, come listen to us next week. We'll be here. Uh, we'd love for you to talk back at us and tell us what you thought of these episodes and what you're hoping for this season. Yeah, and um, next, next week is going to be the Hen and the Wolf House. Hen and the Wolf House. Which is our first look at Mockingbird. Pretty so awesome. that'll be a big episode. So you guys, you know, stay tuned for that and watch it. Jeez. Jeez, watch it. <laughs> yeah. Goodness I agree. gracious. I agree. All right. We all have a good week. Mm-hmm.